0: And now, a word about our sponsor. The Kinky Boys podcast is brought to you by How to Kill a Superhero, the BDSM book series by author Pablo Green. If you ever fantasized about a juicy muscle beast in case in Lycra, bound and gagged, then your moment has arrived. This book series is for fans of superhero fetish, bondage, and transformation fetishes. The books are available in paperback and Kindle at the Amazon store in 13 countries. Book 3, Transformation Fetish, is out now. And I can tell you folks... It's a brilliant, brilliant read. Try it out yourself. You can also buy autographed copies of the paperbacks, t-shirts, spandex wrestling singlets, and bondage rope at net. Kinky Boy listeners can use the discount code Kinky Boys for 15% off any order. Shipping is available worldwide. These books are pervy as pervy can be. How to Kill a Superhero, there's a power rising inside you. And we'd also like to take a moment to thank our new syndicating partner, Sadosam.com. for interviews with real-life kinksters about the lifestyle realities how-to guides and everything else go to Sam the kinky boys podcast exploring one kink at a time And welcome to the Kinky Boys podcast. I'm Craig, and with me today we have—is uh, it Dave or Sir Dave?
1: Either, depending on the role.
0: Yeah, Sir Dave. And today he'll be talking with me about his experience boot blacking, as well as being a pro dom. Um, hello, Dave. Hello. Good uh, to see you. Good to see you. Yes. Yeah, so let's start off with a bit about you. How, how long have you been on the scene? Oh,
1: well, I think people always ask me about that, and I always say I have um, some of my first memories are of bikers. As a kid. Alright. you're seeing bikers and leathers driving past. Mm-hmm. So they kind of yeah, yeah the leathers always being there. Yeah. Um in terms of active on the kind of kink scene and stuff, mm-hmm. I'd probably say about about fifteen, eighteen years. Okay. Yeah, so kind of, uh, yeah. quite decent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And you are a boot black, one of the few boot blacks in England.
1: We are yeah. very few and far between, yes, yes. Yeah.
0: I kind of joke um, with my friends that it's like the four witches of Oz. You got I'm the boot black of the south, you're the other Yeah, yeah, of yeah, these. yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, yeah, what. Uh, so, how did you get into boot blacking specifically?
1: Um, it's I um, had the opportunity to go to quite a few events in America, mm-hmm. um, things like Folsom Street, yeah. um, IML mm-hmm. and stuff. One that is not known quite as much over here is Claw Cleveland yeah. Leather Awareness Weekend or Leather Annual Weekend. They changed the name at one point. I can't remember. Um, and they have um, they have a lot of boot blacks who do a lot of work. And mm-hmm. it was just kind of IML and Claw were the first times I've seen people doing boot blacking mm-hmm. as, at um, events and things. And it's just fascinating. Engine, it? um yeah. I, I very much like the actual it's the care and the attention
0: yeah it's a i always say it's a very service oriented role oh. yeah yeah it's um and it's not just to one person you because you're sort of in this community role as well and it is giving this devotion and care as well as you know i think there's a value in the unique um skill set and knowledge that buplak Boot blacks often to possess
1: absolutely, and I think it's interesting as well. About boot blacks particularly, it's there's a lot of stuff about. Kind of, you know, um, in America, fetish scene is very much leather oriented. Rubber's yeah. been coming in the past few years. In Europe, I think rubber's led a lot, of it. and so you don't necessarily have that kind yeah. of so much of the kind of um, care. You have care rubber care, but you to spend a lot of time looking after the rubber. Yeah. Um, But I think part of it, obviously, the leather boots, leather gear, it all goes together. Yeah,
0: it's because a lot of people just see the boot black chairs and think it is just, you know, shining the boots. It's not. There is a lot more behind that. Yeah. You have to um, dig up quite a few skills. I've actually discovered um, there's actually now a wiki for it.
1: Is there? Yes. I'll send you a link to to the boot black wiki. Yeah, yeah, cool.
0: Awesome. So... One interesting thing is even though it's a service oriented role, you're not always a sub, are you?
1: Indeed, no. It's it's really interesting. One of the um first times I went to um Claw there's um an amazing blue there, mm-hmm. um, Trooper who I saw, who is um, he's um, he's a Dom and I think a lot of blue are DOMs as well. Um mm-hmm. it's not a lot of people would assume it's a sub role because you're obviously providing a service, yeah. you're providing things. Um I don't see it as that, I just see it as a kind of a care, you know, it's Yeah, know, like you can, you have to care for your equipment, you mm-hmm. have to care for your own leather, um, and I just get pleasure out of looking after things, looking after um, people's equipment, looking after their boots, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it can be this very rewarding, satisfying feeling, just knowing
1: your... And very much a respect thing as well. Yeah. You are showing respect to that person's kind of, yeah you know, a fellow Dom's yeah. um, boots, a fellow Dom's leather. It has to be about, it's not a sub-Dom relationship when you're, when you're cleaning or blacking somebody's boots.
0: Yeah. I mean, I always, if someone asked me, I would say, treat a boot black how you would treat the barman.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's okay to flirt with them. If they flirt back, great, but they are there to do a job, not yeah, to absolutely. be your personal sub. Yes, and don't ever absolutely. assume that.
1: No, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, um, And I think you're saying about the barman thing. Again, that, again, one of the things I think for um, the UK, you have with boot blacks? In America, obviously, um service industry is really respected. Yeah. Tipping is yes. a big thing. And that's where the service comes in America. So if you say treatment's a barman yeah. in the States, you go to a bar, you go some drinks, so you tip your barman. People will do that in the States. It's a boot black it costs a lot of money buying all that kit oh yeah
0: it, it's not cheap people assume I mean when you think people assume like oh leather polish isn't that expensive but when you see how much you go through it
1: but also I mean, you don't need one leather you, you need, need you know different colours for different, different boots colours, different colours different types yeah, yeah absolutely yeah matte polish high gloss polish yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Then, but then also as well, obviously all the kind of um, the conditioners as yeah well. not just it's not just as you said but it's not just polishing the boots it's about the conditioning the care um, yeah you know, brushes, cloth, um, you know, nylon stockings, a lot of um,
0: Really? I've never used, I've stuck with cotton. for
1: uh, no, nylon stockings are great. If you want to get, if you're at home and you're mm-hmm. thinking of going for night out, you want to get a high shine um, on your boots, but you haven't got the time to really work it, get a pair of nylon stockings and just stretch it out flat, rub it over really quickly. Really? Yeah, yeah, I'll and it brings a out of... a real kind of high shine really quickly. I will have to add that to my pack. You think like, um, e-cloths are uh, basically kind of nylon and stuff. And you can basically make Green okay. cheap nylon. So, um, I've done a few workshops um, mm-hmm. over in Bristol boot blacking, and it's great. In the afternoon, I go into M&S or somewhere, I walk in, and I buy about five packets of stockings. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. People behind the counters like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they work oh, so well. No, it's
0: good. I mean, this is what I love about boot blacking is the transfer of knowledge. Oh, when you when you talk to people, you learn so much, and that is that. I mean, I mostly learn through books and uh, video. Mm-hmm. Which side note. The only bootblacks that are really making videos are the female. Yes. Which, yeah, yeah I, I yeah. really appreciate.
1: <laughs> I, I, I do, i have, it's on my list of things to do, is to actually sort out some videos and stuff, so yeah. we should get together and we'll do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can post them to the feed. I think yeah, they would yeah. be quite good. Yeah, but you do pick up all these items, like this item you need, like, nylon stockings, you need this kind of polish, because... When I first started, I wanted one of those little cherry wood boxes with a footstand yeah, yeah. on top. Right now, I have a huge-ass um, toolbox. And the biggest I can get, you know, hand... Yeah,
1: yeah, well, I've got, I've got a huge, like, kind of, um, Stanley um toolback. Yeah. It piles everything in, yeah, yeah yeah because you
0: end up needing all this matters. yeah absolutely And
1: yeah. Uh, you you're you saying about your transfer of knowledge that's a huge thing because one of things I've found mm-hmm. when I've been doing it at events is people don't actually really know it's like when you're a kid you're shaving for the first time yeah. it's like how do you learn to shave and people sort of find the same we're looking, uh, looking after their boots and their leathers um, I mean the Classic, what I always found, is the, the um, oil-tanned leather, like the West Coast yeah. boots. A lot of people start polishing. Yeah. And it's like, no, don't. They aren't, it's not a leather designed to be polished. So it doesn't, yeah, which is why you find it really hard to get the shine on. Um, and again, with um, DMs, West Coast, you get the coloured laces around the edges, which over time... Yeah,
0: will fade, away, fade so away, so you have to learn how to do it with basically either a China marker or an eyeliner pen.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. And it's, it's amazing how I've doing it at events where you go, oh, do you want your laces doing? And you're like, and people say, oh, Oh my god. My laces are actually like yeah, the like the way to get yeah, it is yeah. It's amazing. And it's just I love it when they see you see people's faces light up when there's like the difference you you've made to their boots.
0: And again I've had that thing where I've had to go into like super drug and ask, sorry, do you have like a cherry red <laughs> eyeliner?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it's like you kind of you do find I've I've got polishes, I've got things in my uh, my kit bag that I've used once. Yeah. But it's also knowing that If somebody else comes into my chair one time, I've got... Yeah, you have to be prepared. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: I have never worked on cowboy boots yet, because they have to be oiled. So,
1: I'm... And when I've been to events in the States, it's amazing. You you look at your kit bag, look at mine, and then you see what these guys have got. It just takes it to a whole new level of just, yeah. Yeah, and some of them, they do, they'll actually kind of, they'll start with the boots and things, and as they get more experienced and get more knowledge about leather care and boot care... Um, they actually then move into not just leather care, but leather repair. And they actually start getting yeah. huge amounts of hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, because um, a lot of it is leather is skin. Yes. It needs to be moisturised. You have to make sure, like, if it gets salty from sweat, wash it out, which can be difficult. I mean, the worst thing is if mould gets into it. Yes. Because the mould spores break apart the fabric. But, of course, you can't use a harsh cleaner like bleach, which people normally would on surfaces. Mm-hmm. So the best you can hope for is vinegar and tr-
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Again, but it's also, as well, It's um, that's a really good one with that, is with floggers. Yeah. So you've got you a know, lot of skin contact. You know, if you're doing very, very intense scenes, obviously you could be looking at um, body fluids and blood and things with yeah. floggers. So, again, it's like how you clean yeah. um, those things. But then knowing that within a, um, a flogger or a whip, you're going to have different types of leather, different heights. So, yeah, you'd clean suede tails differently. To how you would yeah. like a pure leather or a lambskin. Yeah. Or... yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And that, again, taking care of tools it always reminds me of how, um, in certain cultures, a workman would be buried with his tools. And there yeah. was this taboo against using someone else's tools and took care of them. And yeah, that, absolutely. they were lifelong things. You didn't replace them, you just upkept your own money.
1: And that is one of those things that if I'm there, doing boots mm. somewhere. And if you see somebody blacking at an event, don't just think you can go in and start playing with their kit.
0: Yeah, they've got That's, it set up. Yes, they're, they're, it's really
1: annoying. It's like it's not there for you. It's there yeah. for, you, for them to provide you with a server. Yeah.
0: Again, it goes back to the barman thing. Yes. You want to start playing around with the barman's tap.
1: Exactly, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's... Um... So, yeah, so is it just something you do in public boot blacking? Or is it...
1: No, no, no. it's... it's. Um, There's a public stuff obviously um, at the chair at the events yeah. and things but also obviously you have your own looking after your own kissing your own leathers. Yeah. Um, I mean, a great way I would quite often um, say about it is at big events coming up, say, full festish or something um, you'll see so many of the rubber guys who be there kind of like washing their rubbers hanging them drying, vivishining shining them getting them yeah. ready to show them off. Yeah, I've got my rubber I'm making sure it looks amazing mm-hmm. but quite right. So, the leather guys. Very few times I've ever seen guys talking about maintaining, cleaning their leathers, preparing for an event. So for me, actually, a big thing is actually, it's quite, every so often, I will get all my leathers out, lay them on, I'll just sit on the floor, in the middle of the floor, put TV on, and have them all around me. Yeah, and just... I spend the evening yeah. cleaning them, that's amazing, it's so therapeutic. Um, and obviously, also, it's extending the life of them. Um... I do know a, a few friends who um, in the states who before big events, say like I am um they will pay a boot black to go around, and spend half a day a day cleaning all their leathers, cleaning their boots, getting everything prepared for the, the weekend, for the event, so that they look their best. Yeah, you know, we buy these things, we wear these things to look good. They make us feel good. Yeah, and looking and good makes us feel good. A
0: lot of a lot of what we do in kink and leather and fetish is presentation. Absolutely, it's how you how you present yourself to a person or sort of fancy can you embody with how you look and it's
1: yeah uh, yeah.
0: because again i've i've done that myself where someone has asked me you know we've got uh fetish week coming up do you mind coming around and you know polishing our leathers and moisturizing
1: yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah it does and it's amazing it's like i've had guys who you know they've had leathers on and stuff and um you know, say at an event i've done it, it's like, oh your jeans yeah, you could do it a little bit of a mm. kind of you give a quick clean and you just put a bit of conditioner on them and it just makes them look like new yeah, yeah. It's just a,
0: bring back the shine on Oh,
1: time. absolutely. Yeah, it's not the difference it can make is fantastic.
0: I mean, I think a big part of it is people don't realise how what I don't say what a state they but how their leathers change. It's yes. with rubber when it loses its shine, it's very clear that it's done so and it's very visible. Yes, with leather it's like a long term thing. It's and, very gradual. Yeah, and you don't realise that they've lost the shine that they're looking dehydrated yeah. so if, you, if, yeah. they,
1: if people have just take a photo of their leathers when they buy them yeah and then you know kind of a couple of months later they'll be wearing them and they take the same photograph and compare them side to side you see a huge difference yeah and just a bit of a clean a bit of condition we'll just bring them right so quickly back up to the original. Yeah, it's,
0: and it can be amazing to do that. And again, you oh, get that feeling of satisfaction. Oh, well, yeah, and also yeah.
1: if you're doing it in a vent as well, you get to rub your hands all over somebody's arse and crotch. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. so was,
0: there was a brilliant clip I saw of um, someone applying leather conditioner from a squeezy bottle. It's white all over someone's...
1: Like yeah, yeah. jeans,
0: and it, yeah, looked... yeah. Nice. and they made a full display because you know it was on show. It was yeah. Folsom Street Fair, so they made a full show of rubbing it in and. Oh,
1: that's right. But that's the uh, nice thing I love as well is that you can do. Um, you know, you're showing somebody's boots, looking after their leathers, and you can do it. It's a bit of a show as well. You can show off a
0: little yeah, bit. Yeah, it can you be can... a central thing. And yeah. it's like. I always try and, if the leather's supple enough, try and massage um, persons in my in my chair, their calves. Yes. Because if you're doing it properly, you can... Yeah, absolutely. They oh, yeah, can right. feel it through the leather. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. It's really. And you hear so many stories. Like, so, my favourite one so far is someone explained how they got their boot. Because a lot of people have interesting stories behind yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Um, basically, you got pulled over for a ticket in the States by um, a motorcycle cop. That's right. And he got off the ticket by giving the cop a blowjob. Okay. Like
1: off a. Are you sure it's not porn story? No, no, no. no. <laughs> the best
0: part comes later, where while the cop was getting cleaned up, he took the boots and just drove off, leaving the cop without boots.
1: <laughs> no. Way. And that's how he got them. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> that is good. That's a good way to get boots. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't condone stealing from Oh no, absolutely, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so um I think we should move on to your other big cool. interest, which is you are a pro dom. I am, yes. So for people who don't know what that is, how about you give us
1: a little 101 Okay. So basically a pro dom is a, a professional dom. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, I have um clients, slaves, um mm-hmm. subs, however, punters, however you want to call them, um who basically pay for sessions. Um mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, it's it changes the dynamics slightly, it makes it really interesting. Um mm-hmm. from a client's point of view, is they know they can go see somebody, and they have a particular fetish, a particular mm-hmm. fancy, they know they can go and see that person, have a quick chat, hour and a half, two hours, three hours later, however long they can leave. Having had that fantasy, for you. now yeah. you don't have to kind of spend spend time talking to them, getting to know them. You can just that's it. You're providing you are providing a server.
0: Yeah. So how does I've always wondered how does chemistry play into it? Because obviously, with the traditional hookup, you have to have a chemistry with the person. To, does that play a part, or
1: is it strictly? That's the hardest bit. That's one of the bits that makes it the hard, the mm-hmm. hardest bit of the job. Is um, I've read various blog posts, various post stories, people from. Said they can't play with people, they can't connect. Yeah, if they can't connect or they can't get that chemistry, mm-hmm. they just can't play, with they don't enjoy it. Um, and that's one of the biggest learning curves of the job is how do you connect with somebody, how do you, connect, yeah, um, get that chemistry. And some people it's natural, you're willing to have people turn mm. up and it's amazing thing. and sometimes it's just really hard, but you have to work at it and it's practical. Yeah, it's, 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 it's you, have to, you have to learn how to do it, um, read and. Take it from your your client.
0: Yeah, learning body language, yeah, yeah, learning. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
1: in a strange way, it is very much um, you are the actor because you yeah. have to. Um, obviously, we're doing role playing stuff, but when it's maybe yeah, it could be fantasies, could be fetishes, mm-hmm. it could be scenes. You are a big yeah. thing for you. It's like, and kind if of, you know, it's like if you're not that interested in it, but somebody's paying you to do that, mm. you have to do that to the best of your ability, and you have to make sure they enjoy it. Yeah. So you have to you have to act. That role,
0: yeah. So you said you had to have a sit-down discussion. Is that where I mean? Do you have to um, in that discussion? Do you have to find of discover what turns them
1: on? Oh yes, that's... and why? Yeah, right. absolutely. Again, again. So, so people are coming to you to um, explore a sexual increase. Um any form of. Um, sexual play fetish play kink play involves negotiation so you have to negotiate your boundaries limits you have to discover what their interests are a lot of people who come to see me haven't done any kink action but mm-hmm. they've always had an interest so like a draw you know I'm sure yeah. people yeah listen to this they, they remember those early days where you kind of like you get a little tingle of kind of yeah. like, you know yeah. seeing the idea of being tied up or something like that um you have to crawl it out of them. It's like, uh, you say, well, what kind of interesting is um, interesting? Oh, I know, trying to be um, kind of controlled. I want somebody to take control or I want to be abused. Yeah. And it's, Great, but you have to work out what that is for that person. Yeah,
0: what is actually at the core of Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then again, you're...
1: you have some people a good example is people I want to be verbally be cool. sh- uh, verbally humiliated. Okay, fantastic. Brilliant, we can do that. Um what's verbally humiliating for you? It's a one person you can call just calling them, yeah, you know, um slave. That's yeah really humiliating. Um or somebody else you could even call them, yeah, you know, a faggot. But verbal humiliation is one of the hardest things it's the hardest it's the quickest way of somebody coming out of headspace. If you say the right. wrong word that they just it doesn't work for them at all Yeah, it breaks straight the fantasy away yeah, and, it's, yeah, it's gone. Um and that's the hard thing you have to the negotiation mm. is finding out what those terms are that turn them on. What's yeah. Turn, what yeah. what's the turn off term. Um and again with the actual the play, people say, Oh yeah, I want bondage or I want experiencing. And it's like great, bullets, You have to negotiate what's kind of bondage, what's the physical restriction Yeah, there's tons of different types. Yeah, yeah, you need to Yeah it's and that's I say it's too hard to split the job, are the negotiation working out of people's fantasy? Because mm. um, a lot of times people don't necessarily know. They want to try and negotiate. But you get some people who will turn up and they say, right, I want to be caned 12 times and I want to do this.
0: Yeah, because you can sometimes go onto people's recon profile and they just have an outright bullet point of yeah. what they want to do. Absolutely,
1: yeah. and that's fantastic, but a lot of the time people you know, don't necessarily have because they haven't experienced yeah. things. I think
0: mean, this is the thing people don't tend to deconstruct their own fetish, which, you know, part of the reason I started this podcast is because I like doing that. Yes. Because a lot of people get wary about it because there's always been this thing, like in psychology, you deconstruct it because it's a problem that needs to be solved. I don't see it that way. I just like getting into people's heads.
1: I like to understand what makes them tick. I like to...
0: Yeah.
1: I, I really enjoy sometimes the actual the chat before a session. So I love finding out people's interests fantasies. Yeah. What's their kind of... Yeah. You know. And also for me, as a, as a pro doing it, people can come to me and a lot of times people oh, I've got this fantasy. It's really... I can't believe I'm telling you this. It's really embarrassing. You know... And you say, oh, yeah, I've done that loads of times. That's fine. Loads of people actually really like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for them, people like to see somebody, they can, by paying somebody, is they're also paying for discretion. Mm-hmm. They're also paying for privacy. And they're also just paying for convenience. It's, um the you know, kind of somebody's in the area on business. They want to have some fun. But they don't want to sit on recon for two hours trying to find somebody. Yeah. Who, yeah. who shares their interest. Who is actually going to turn up. Who is going to do something. Yeah, because often that can be quite fruitless. And it's... yeah. Yeah.
0: And sometimes it's just the supermarket problem of there's too much variety and you don't know where to
1: begin. So. Yes. No, definitely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's a really fun job. It's mm. um, I think a lot of people um, I think it's an easy job. Um, a lot of people think, oh, it's great. I love sex. I can do all the time.
0: Yeah, I've never thought that because I always thought it seems quite... Um, physically and
1: emotionally demanding Oh, it can Having be. to yeah. put yeah. in yeah. All yeah, this absolutely. energy into it Yeah definitely Absolutely so, And I've just You know I have some of the most I've met some of the most Amazing people mm. um, And I've had people Tell me most amazing stories But And also Most amazing stories Of how Coming to see me For an hour and a half Two hours Complete mm. Escapism from the rest of the world has changed their life And how they are In much healthier places
0: Oh yeah it, I've always said Kink can be very I don't want to say therapeutic Because therapeutics Where actually solves the problem that mm. cathartic that's the one yes. oh, it can be very cathartic
1: yeah no yeah. absolutely it really is mm. it's just kind of um, it's helped people through a lot of kind of emotional issues and stuff and also for a lot of people it's just been really good fun yeah it's it's people I have mean, actually said you know what I just want to come and I don't want to think about my life for an hour and a half yeah. I just want to have fun enjoy the time
0: yeah so, and it that can be a great help I and mean, it's yeah,
1: exactly. I think saying about the um, building the connection and things mm-hmm. with people. Um, one of the hardest things with the pro work for a lot of people, what seems the about doing it, is that you have to remember that we aren't talking about porn life here. Yeah. We're yes. talking about everyday life. So you'll have lots of people who whatever your fantasy is or your ideal person um, I mean in the uh, years I've been doing it, that's maybe happened twice. Is you have to build your connection and play with people you don't Yeah. Um and I'm I don't know whether I'm quite strange or different about this, but it's I very much do enjoy much more the person rather than the physical. Yeah, that's. I, I always refer
0: to it as like the energy exchange.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sort of, yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And for me, actually kind of, and I enjoy, I love what I do and I love playing with people. And it's amazing how often people are kind of, oh, you watch enjoy it as well. And yeah. Yeah, they're really kind of concerned that despite I'm obviously helping them fulfill their fantasy they want to make sure I'm enjoying it because they say you, know, you can go see somebody if they're just going through the action yeah it's, it's just what's the point it's no, there's, no, there's no fun no enjoyment yeah and
0: I think that really helps if someone does enjoy it, it does oh, yeah. come across yeah, yeah absolutely
1: and actually more so you have to this is a line of work you have to enjoy to do it yeah you have to do it well um and it's very much it's not one person fits all and um, there are you know, there aren't actually that many male pro-dom in the UK um, the ones I know we each have slightly different approaches and styles and yeah. ways of doing things um, and some of them will be much more aggressive much more kind of um, stricter mm-hmm. uh, with people and that's fantastic brilliant um, some aren't some do lots of newbies find the people that suit.
0: yeah I mean it's a pity um, one or two of my co-hosts have done boy work and I'd like to see how it differs from that sort of yeah, yeah. career because obviously it's very different in the fact that there's this whole element of it's meant to be about power exchange BDSM and you know you don't always have to have sex with that it's, yes yeah. oh
1: completely absolutely yeah I mean mm. it's interesting. I've had you know, sometimes I've had some people it's a, um, a great session with somebody mm. who um, had a very restrictive bondage um, and he came along they've now in half session and most of that session for at least an hour was just him In a sleep sack Tied up with loads of rope, Loads of straps yeah. um, Hood Earphone Complete sensory deprivation And an hour And that was it I just sat there Just you know Watching this guy For an hour Yeah not doing anything, like, and it was the most amazing session. It was brilliant. I mean, for him, he was just way with the fair. Uh, it was fantastic. Um, so it's not always, as you said, about sex. It's not really big physical. It, some yeah. people, it's like complete escapism. That was for him, was his kind of... I mean, what led
0: you to uh, Pro well, what Where did it start?
1: Well, yeah, it, it kind of... Um, it, well, it wasn't particularly like planned. As in a let's sit there and work out a career path. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Um, uh, so I've been doing kind of um, massage work and stuff, and mm-hmm. more kind of say sensual tantric massage yeah. um, side for a while. And obviously, alongside that, I had my personal uh, kink fetish interests, mm-hmm. and um, I started building up my playroom. Um, and then with the, um, the central massage, and the clients were asking, "Oh, could you maybe like you know use a blindfold, or yeah. could you use a few restraints or anything?" Mm-hmm. With it, just to kind of. I had a little bit of an element. Um, so Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, of course you can. <laughs> um, and then, you know, a few clients who've chatted, chatted to them, get to know people. Some of clearly, you know, had more of a kink interest. And they thought, well, okay, you know, I have a kink interest. You have a kink interest. Yeah. So let's explore that together um, And it just grew from there I And mean, it's really kind of that side Of the professional work Is taking off Really nicely um, yeah. I think I'm also Very lucky In that I've been able To kind of help And build my own play, play With dungeon Yeah which Not
0: a lot Especially because Here in London You know Space is at a premium You can't really Afford an extra room That's only going to Be used occasionally it's, Absolutely yeah.
1: Absolutely Yeah it really is Yeah Well, oh, that's very good so, uh, i say it's really Interesting work It's hard work um, It's far from The fantasy ideal of work Um, but it's incredibly rewarding Mm. it's really just the most amazing people Um, and you actually try you get people say could you do this it's like I've never thought about doing that so you get to try different things different stuff
0: yeah imagine there is that freeing aspect as we discussed where because they're not having because it doesn't have to be this mutual connection where they have to constantly this is going to sound awful but impress someone yes and keep them interested they can
1: be a lot more open about their own needs yeah and it's it's an a interesting element, you're saying about that, it's, make, it's an interesting element with it, is in a very strict um, subdom um, play scene, the DOM is very much in control. So the DOM is like, okay, yeah, um, you pissed me off today, so I'm not going to um orchestra. And uh, yeah, that's it, you can just. Or whatever it is, yeah. In a um, kind of sub-prodom relationship, it can, you have to negotiate that. Is that is that something that or the client wants, or yeah. is it they want that within the session, but at the end they want to come? Yeah. So it kind of it's some dog some prodoms I know are very strict. They are kind of like, this is my these are my rules. Um, it's they you are know, strict to the point of if you don't send your first message following their guidelines they will not see you right but um, because that's how they see themselves that's how they want to provide their service and they're incredibly busy he's an amazing guy um, so it's very much his rules, and you have to comply with his rules. And um, for me, I'm much more. I'm providing a service. Yeah, so it's much for discussion.
0: And I can see how there would be groups of people that would like either. Oh,
1: absolutely, exactly. It's and like, that's the thing,
0: because again, it's about providing the fantasy. And someone who begins off being very strict from the th- from the off, yeah, you know, would probably push a few buttons for people. Whereas, again, if they're looking for something more specific or looking to really explore, you know, what you offer would be much better for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it's really hard sometimes, well, getting that um, yeah. balance between what somebody... I've had people say, well, I want to do this in a session, this, this, and this, and you get to the end, it's like, oh, well, that wasn't what I expected. So mm-hmm. it's not always, you know, I still kind of don't get the perfect session time. Yeah. It's still hard to get the, uh, the balance.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. Well, it's been great having you on. Thank you. So I mean what's it like getting clients?
1: That's the hardest bit of the job. Um I to okay. there is um there's one uh, person I follow on Twitter, I really wish I kept her tweet. She basically said, um, the job is ninety percent marketing, ten percent play. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you yeah, have set up a profile, brilliant, but you're not going to get people banging the door down. Yeah, they need to, yeah People need yeah. to see you, they want to know about you, get to know you, they've got to find you as well. Um, so it's lots of work promoting yourself, mm-hmm. um, but also filtering out the time waste. That,
0: I've heard, can be a big problem. It's, yeah, because yeah. you,
1: get, you get kind of different types of people. So you get some people who will phone up and they'll, they'll say like, oh, hi, can I have a, um appointment at this time? Brilliant, went to want an hour and a half and done brilliant you booked in fantastic yeah some people who want a little bit more information it's like fine yeah. but then when they start asking lots and lots of questions and they start asking lots and lots of questions you're a bit breathless yeah you get <laughs> yeah they're just having a phone wank yeah yeah you yeah, yeah, so get the phone yeah. Um or as well you can get the people who will phone or phone up they'll chat to you make an appointment and, then just like, and the worst one, the ones they just don't turn up yeah the time basis. It's like kind of sometimes on the phone you can get a feel for them. Um, like, and yeah, so if you don't want to come, that's fine. Grasse. Or if you make an appointment and you can't make it, that's fine. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So for me, I'm very strict in that if you make an appointment and you don't turn up, it is after any future appointment you will have to pay for them up. Yeah. Because for me it's. Yeah, if you work in, um you'll go back to the bar. If you're working in a bar, people don't come into your bar. You're still going to get paid.
0: Yeah, but if it,
1: but if people don't turn up to me, I don't get paid. I can't pay my bills. Um, and this is a job.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's basically freelance work. Yeah, absolutely. And you need the client, yeah. and
1: it's because I know. Um,
0: again, I have friends that um, are in this industry, and time waste is one of the biggest problems, yeah. especially when they have to. Like if they've agreed to meet a certain place and they don't turn up, they've wasted travel money and they're yeah, in the exactly, negative. Absolutely. I mean, how do you advertise yourself? Because I uh, imagine a lot of it's based on reputation.
1: A lot of it's reputation um, is a website, Um, mm-hmm. so Dave. UK, um mm-hmm. For me, my kind of main thing. And that's certainly where I point everybody to who, who yeah. inquiries. Um, Twitter, Instagram because um, I'm based up in uh, Wolverhampton, um, oh, and yeah. I have a regular advert in um, the kind of local gay listings um, uh-huh. magazine up there. Um, yeah, it's I for me. I would say about 80% of my clients with self-identity are yeah. in um, kind of heterosexual relations, um, but they have a little bit of escapism. Um, and a few of my friends who are um, also escorts actually say this. Yeah, it's... It's kind of... Um, so a lot of the traditional advertising things, uh, you know, might not necessarily apply. So you have to think. You have to be where your clients are to make it easy for them to find. Yeah, And as I say, that's the one of the hardest jobs to actually get it.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, again, my friends, they've had a horrible time since... Remboy.com got closed oh out. I can imagine yeah because yeah, yeah, work just dried up and, yeah. I mean,
1: and for me as well my problem is that it's um, I'm outside London all of a sudden yeah. I've, I've, I've had fantastic phone calls I've had people phone up and say, hi blah blah I can make an appointment yeah I want an kind of hour and a half log in fantastic um, uh, which tube stop are you near it's and he's like, okay, so get the cube to Euston, go north an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's like, people are like, you're outside of London? And he's like, yes, there is life outside London, it Is Um, uh, but the other side of that there, for me, being in the right in the middle of the country is a benefit because obviously I have less. Yeah. Um, but even, actually, I've even within London, there aren't that many yeah. pro-doms. There's an awful lot of escorts, a lot of memories, mm-hmm. um, fantastic, um, but, once you get into um the fetish kink side is um not that I
0: mean it's sort always of struck me as something that's more heterosexual female. Oh yeah it's, and
1: it's that's the thing about is if you were to look I mean um mm. the number of female mistress um, and Pro doms females around the country, every kind of major city will have several mm. um the smaller city um is a huge, huge market. Also um, they can charge a hell of a lot. I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's. Yeah, there are some of them are the most amazing people. They do incredibly well. Mm-hmm. But it's just a different market. And the trans market is really, really. Cool. You get yeah. quite a few trans doms. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of. Um, you also a big market is cisification for cisification of guys. Big thing. It's a real. That's a real escape. And it's actually where a lot of um kind of my. Gay friends, so that's it. I couldn't do it because it's all of a sudden. Yeah, you get yeah. into like kind of like you know, kind of you're know, having sex with a woman or with a man, or and the the trans really kind of. It, a real gender boundaries kind of blur, yeah. But that's a real big thing. A lot of guys, mm. an awful lot of married guys, have that their escapism.
0: Oh, I can imagine. It's, it's, guys, I know. Yeah, you know, I
1: get. I get quite a few phone calls. and people say, "Yeah, do I have stockings and wigs and boots yeah. and, and shoes for them to wear?" That's right. And it's also very much about for them the escapism as well is the um, character. So yeah. You know, they are Bob. They're Barbara. Yeah. So the fact that they're kind of they're uh, sucking somebody's dick—it's not Bob doing it. It's Barbara yeah. doing it. So it's fine. Yeah. It's sort of yeah, yeah. That sort of mental headspace. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Again, a lot of it is uh, role playing and fantasy and just getting into yeah,
1: no, definitely yeah. very much. Uh, it's it's kind of and as well as with any kind of kink play session number one with one person is very different to session number six. Yeah. But session number one. You don't know their body language, they don't know your body language. By the time you get session number six, you've got a connection, you've got an automatic understanding yeah, of each other. Interesting.
0: Well, I'm very glad to have had you on. It's been oh, brilliant.
1: It's been a pleasure to be here today. Okay.
0: You. Uh, so, where can people reach you? Just if they uh, wish to. If
1: they wish to. So, the website uh, um, okay. Twitter, um, is um Twitter is Dave underscore UK Instagram today UK um, okay. and Dave UK and Tumblr Tumblr and Twitter you, can, you kind of one has a um, hyphen one has a underscore because <laughs> you can't have them. cool I shall put the links to those in the show notes thank you very much I'm Craig you can find
0: me on lifeofmouse.tumblr.com um, and yeah and we will see you next time thanks for listening